How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a Monster Monday brought to you by First Five California to learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress. Go to firstfivecalifornia.com. All right, back to the phones, huh? How about, uh, let's see, Travis in Oakland. Hey, Travis, thanks for waiting. Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, what's up, boy? Good. How you guys doing? What's up? Doing well, man. I got married in March. My in-laws are from Western Michigan, so I am just bathing in extra glory today. Giving my, uh, my my in-laws, my new family, a bit of a hard time. Travis, you didn't watch it with them, did you? My wife uh, could not care at all about okay. the line. She's converted to become a 49ers fan. I got her in the Bonojo Juju game, did an outfit change at halftime, moved her seat into the corner of the couch in our living room. Good. She's not allowed to leave for the rest of the second half. Okay, perfect. <laughs> That's well played. Travis, very yeah. proud of you. Good job. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I wanted to call it – so, like, first off, like, hell of a game, right? Uh, Like, I got to give Shanahan his roses. I thought he he coached a a really well second half. Um, uh, You know, Dan Campbell, a bit of a madman. I I don't want to say Shanahan coached him, but really happy about Shanahan coached. And also, too, the video of Purdy running over to him after he took that kneel and just how happy they both were. That was cool, man, especially after kind of how the Jimmy G stuff ended. But one thing I wanted to say, like, uh, a couple callers ago kind of hit on this. A lot of the narrative I'm seeing today amongst the, the big talking heads, which I don't pay too much attention to, is around how lucky the 49ers were. <laughs> um, I've heard, you know, like Green Bay outplayed them for however long I was at that game. Yesterday, they didn't deserve to win, yada, yada, yada. It's been a lucky run. Why is the narrative not, this is a really good team who hasn't, let's just call it space straight, hasn't played well in the postseason. You know, I don't think it's, like, am I crazy to think that if we get the effort that we had in the Dallas game, the Jacksonville game, the Philly game, do we not win the Super Bowl easily? Like, is it that unrealistic to think that something could change on the defensive side of the ball and, and Brock and the offense just come out how they came out in one of those games and maybe put it on Mahomes and, and the Chiefs? Look, I don't think they're as dynamic as Detroit, honestly, like playmaker-wise. Of course, you have to deal with Patrick and Kelsey, but matchup-wise, this seems good, guys. Like, not trying to get too into the X's and O's, but just curious your thought, like, well, this is a good team who hasn't played well. Yeah, tra- because yeah, Travis, thank you very much. I I, I think that th- this is solely a product of the word expectations, which if we could throw them into a big uh, garbage disposal, I would. But they're part of human life. Expectations, as we talk about, they ruin everything all the time. They can ruin a good meal, they can ruin a movie, and they can ruin your thoughts on a football team. And the 49ers came in with such high expectations that they're not being judged on wins and losses, they're being judged on style points and how they look. Like, this is what you can do to respond to someone that says, well, the Niners got lucky. All right, ask someone this. If the other team misses a field goal, is that a lucky break? What do you think about that? If the other team misses a field goal, you didn't block it, they just lined up, and they missed it. Is that a lucky break? Not really. You don't think so? It's just football. Okay. It's football. Right, but is it a break? Yes. I think a lucky break is when you throw a pass that's overthrown, and the defensive player not only doesn't pick it off, but has it... Uh, bounce off his face mask straight in the air, and no, your guy makes a catch. No that, doubt. to me, is luck. Uh, great. Jameer Gibbs fumbling, that's not luck. That's them 
mucking it up. Yeah, he got stripped. Well, he, he got, got stripped because he never had the ball, and he never had the ball he because the he ball. went the wrong way. I mean, he had the ball. He didn't have he a great barely, handle. He on had it. no grip on it really yep. because he went the wrong way, and the exchange was terrible. That's not luck. Here's the that's point. bad football. Fair enough. Missing a field goal to me is not bad. It, that's bad football. Okay, but it, it's a break. Like the Niners, the Packers sure. missed a field goal. That was a break. We're forgetting. That happened to the Chiefs, too. Yeah. The the Bills just missed a field goal. They sure did. How about Zay Flowers fumbling at the two-inch line? Now, you could say, oh, made a good, defense made a great play. Great football. Got, a, got, a, got a hand yet. in there. But is it a break? Of course, course it's a break. Of course it's a break. We, we sort of make breaks this negative thing. Right. And they're imperative in sports. It's Especially it, football. Partially, you make your own breaks, but partially, like, that's... What happens with every playoff run? You have to have some breaks go your way. It's it's it it happens every single Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Every single game throughout the course of the year. And that's why for me the idea of luck in football is usually misplaced. I think the Ayuk play was lucky in many ways because how often does Yes, a lot of times defenders don't intercept footballs that maybe they could or should. That's fine. But you don't often have a ball like that bounce straight up in the air to where your own receiver can go down and get that. But take this, for example. Aiden Hutchinson knocked down two Brock Purdy passes yesterday. Yeah. Now, in the Ravens game, those balls went straight up in the air and landed in the lap of a defensive lineman. One of them did, yeah. Two of them. One of them was deflected at the line. Two of them. Two of them. Well, trust me. Two of them. I just watched the game last week. Two, yeah, it was deflected. One of them was deflected down downfield. Yes, by and, and that was a bad throw. And, yeah, and the other one bad. Well, bad throw or not, it yeah. was deflected. Like and again, that's what's going to happen when you have an undersized quarterback. Sure, but the ball can bounce in a number sure. of ways, and there is a measure of whether you want to call it luck, breaks, whatever. Yeah, of course right. the Niners got a break with the way that ball bounced. Absolutely. And again, Brandon Ayuk made an incredible play when exactly. that, when the lucky bounce was presented. So that's, and Eric Armstead falling on the fumble, that was a great play. Yeah. You know, the, the strip doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the ball. And is it lucky that Armstead happened to be there and dove on it? No, that's football. And that's a guy making a play. And is it luck? That Reynolds didn't catch a pass that was highly catchable on fourth and two? No, that's football. And that's where, when you're going to be a championship team, you make championship plays in that moment. And that's where Detroit, I think, Detroit lost the game as many times as the Niners won that game. Well, the oddity here is that the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in the Patrick Mahomes era. But they're not being held to the same standard because we didn't expect them to be here this year. We thought that this was a worse version of the Chiefs, and either the Ravens or the Bills were going to go. So the Chiefs are being looked at as, huh, they're better than I thought. And the Niners are being looked at as, huh, they're not as good as I thought. Even though they've both arrived at the same spot, and the 49ers are actually favored to win the game. Yeah, by a point, depending on uh, where you shop for it. And I think that when you look at this Chiefs team, and we'll take a much harder look at them as we get uh, closer to the Super Bowl in 13 days, the Chiefs team is good. Their defense is really good. One of the two or three best in football. And then offensively, you don't have the same amount of weapons, but you do have a quarterback who's now being injected into the GOAT argument. Well, no doubt. No, I mean, that's the thing. And and we'll see... Um, we'll see what that does to this particular game. We talk about the quarterbacks. We know that that's far from the only thing in the game. Like, I walked away at halftime yesterday. I wasn't really thinking about either quarterback. I was like, why are the holes so damn gaping Right on the deep? What's going on <laughs> on defense? So we'll see. We'll see if this is if this turns into Mahomes versus Purdy, or if it turns into something very, very different. Right. Um, it may well. Pacheco versus McCaffrey, or who knows you know, what? Who knows what? Or maybe Kelsey versus Kittle, or Bosa breaks up the game. Who knows? Um, all right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Roberto, Justin, Brandon, uh, Matt, everybody, stay right where you are. We are heavy in to your phone calls. Coming up next, this is Willard and Dibs. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. To Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Can't wait to get into the further breakdown of this game, and we will slowly but surely transition throughout the week into breaking down what's to come in 13 days. Chiefs, breakdown? Chiefs and 49ers. Talking breakdowns? Talking breakdowns, man. I love a good breakdown. You know who does a good job at the breakdown? Uh, Brian Baldinger. Uh, is going to be on the uh, Boxer and Gerson guest line. Did you say 7.15 tomorrow? Is that right? With uh, with Bonte and 7.30. Joe? 7.30. Okay. I also heard, I was listening to them this morning, that maybe there was a text exchange at halftime between Bonte and Baldy. Bonte, I think, was just looking for any sort of like, can someone help me? Help, but please. Totally. Please help me. I am not feeling good in my life and space right now. It was a Bonte breakdown at halftime is what it was. <laughs> right, and I guess <laughs> Baldy kind of hit him back with a, don't worry, it's a lot of football left. Okay. Like it was not what you would expect, which is, yeah, man, they're getting absolutely gashed. I mean, at halftime, that, it wasn't the 17-point lead. It was the... How the hell are they going to turn this around? They can't even stop him from getting eight yards on every play. I think the number was 280. I'm going to double check it. Yeah, they had 280 yards at halftime. Crazy, man. At halftime, Mark. So why did Baldy believe? Tune in tomorrow at 730 and find out. Find out. Because I know if you're a fan of the Niners, even to this moment in the Super Bowl, you're looking for some sort of reason to think that the defense is going to be able to slow down Patrick Mahomes. Not a very good feeling right now with the way quarterbacks have moved the ball so far in these playoffs. Peter King will be on with us as well tomorrow at uh, 3.15. So we're looking forward to uh, having our key voices in a very key time. 148 yards rushing for Detroit in the first half. 34 yards rushing in the second half. Mm. So be a good question for Baldy in terms of... Why did Detroit abandon it? Did the 49ers do a much better job of shutting it down? I think both those things are true, but I do also think that Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, abandoned it too easily because there were a couple plays early in that second half where the Niners showed a run blitz, brought a run blitz, and they were able to stop Detroit on the ground. And then after that, a whole lot of golf. Yeah, although game script a part of it. Because the Lions, again, the Niners go get a field goal, and then here come the Lions. Go right down the other end. They were using the run game. And they go right down into field goal range. Then they opt not to kick it and and, and instead throw on fourth and two incomplete. And what will forever stay in my memory is from that moment, which still feels like a rough moment for the 49ers, from that moment, the Lions ran one play. One play. Yep before the game was tied, and that was a run play. It went nowhere. It was a fumble. Next thing you know, the game is tied. Now, that would have been another question. You'd love to sort of be on a fly on the wall in a Ben Johnson conversation with the Lions. Now the Niners have tied you up. It's 24-all. But you're getting the ball again. And they still, other than causing a fumble, they haven't really stopped you from moving the ball. 
And in fact, this is the spot where maybe my memory just turned into brie cheese because we were we were snacking, man. Yeah, and the comeback was on. Remind me, do you I'm have eat a, it? Thank you. Do Looking you right at it. Drive chart. What did the Lions do? Tied twenty four all. They get the ball. What did they do? Montgomery uh, over right guard for one. Well, you, one Chase yard. Young with the tackle. Okay. Uh, Goff out of the gun, incomplete to Laporta, and then Goff incomplete to Reynolds. That was another drop, too. Bring on the kicker. That was another drop. Yep. Now, Laporta was over the middle, could have held on, took a hard hit, yep. but they jarred it loose. But third and long. Third and nine, yeah. Third and nine, and he hit Renton. I remember the play now. Out to the right. Yes. And he had the first down dead to rights, and he just dropped it. Yep. And that was when I looked at the room, and I went, they are gagging. The Detroit Lions. Man. You are watching a live gag. Oof. Right now here. You are gagging live. National television. And that's what that was the moment where, you know, the bigger emotion was, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the other part was, oh, those those poor people. Yes. Those poor people at Ford Field who've never seen a Super Bowl. And then think about the very next play, and then we'll go to the phones. I know people are excited, but the kicker punts the ball seventy-four yards in the air. <laughs> And you know, Detroit's got a chance to down it. Right, and they took it right in and the And they end gag zone. it. I mean, yeah. the guy, hey, where am I? And he's like a good two yards in with the football. That's going to be a touchback, dog. And that was a moment again. You talk about all the little moments where yep. Detroit could have avoided the gag. The guy unloads a 74-yard kick. It turns out it's only a 54-yard net yep. because you couldn't down it. And the Niners go take that drive, turn that into a field goal, yep. and never trailed again. Yeah. So, um, fascinating, man. The whole thing's fascinating. Brendan in Newark here on uh, Willard and Dibs. Hi, Brendan. What are you doing? I am waiting to pick up my kids from school, but I wanted to get a couple quick uh, points in. I was looking at the seating for the playoffs this year in the NFC and seeing that the Niners beat the second seed and the third seed and the fourth seed and the fifth and the sixth and the seventh seed, we belong here. This is what the season has been leading to. We're ready to go. We're going to bring that defense. We're going to bring that potent offense, and it's going to be fantastic. You guys were talking about what we're wearing and how that affects the game. I had my jersey on over my 49ers shirt <laughs> and I had to take my jersey off at halftime and we start playing better. So it only isn't real if it doesn't work. Okay, the jersey that you took off, Brendan, which player? It's got to be good old number 16. Joe Montana. Yeah, wow. You took it off? You took off your Montana jersey, and then Brock Purdy turned into him? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I mean, it's only real if it doesn't work. And it worked yesterday, and it's going to work in two weeks. All right, Brandon, my other question is a completely weird one. Your kids are still in school at 4.30? What are you doing? What, what, can, what kind of operation are you so, running out there? They, they've got after-school care, and it lets got me pick them up as late as 6 o'clock, which lets me... Talk to you guys. All right, so no, no, no. smart choice. Your priorities are in yeah. order. I was going to say, new question. Why are you there at four thirty? Why don't you go get him at five fifty eight? Come yeah. on, man. And he's sitting there listening to go, Willard and go, Dibs. Go get yourself a pop, man. You I worked love hard it. for this. Thanks, Brendan. Brendan, he knows that Willard and Dibs greater than his own children in terms of a victory Monday. Right, but we're talking all the way till six. So why is he picking up his kids now? Well, he's go waiting. Go, he go, said go he's get, waiting to pick them up. Go get an old fashioned and and relax. This was hard work yesterday. It Let's was stressful. Like Dibs half in the bag. Thank totally. You. Thank you. Get a highball. Let's go. <laughs> get a highball. Oh, this is what are tough you, stuff over here. <laughs> An old-fashioned and a high He's on his Thank way. It I is mean, a victory he's Monday. In a car waiting for kids to come out. It's already getting weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's only Monday. Jesus. Shout out all the people working in aftercare, though, because, uh, yeah. man, <laughs> if you, for those people who can't rush there and be there at 3.15, you got to have that aftercare. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you don't. I know it. Um, Roberto and Hayward. Hi, Roberto. What are you doing? Hey, my Niner brothers, how are you today? Oh. Love listening to you guys. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, I grew up in San Francisco. Started watching Niners games when I was with, you know, with my dad. 
when I was uh, 12 years old. We got season tickets in 1979. And in 1980, we went to a game upstairs in the upper deck, Section 3, 1980 season. Mm-hmm. And when I watched the game yesterday, I was, first half was like, geez, now what? Until halftime, I saw the score. And what came to my mind was the 1980 game against the New Orleans Saints. The Niners were trailing 35-7 at halftime. They came back and tied it. Ray Wershing kicked a field goal, and they won a game 38-35. I've always been a faithful fan, but that game that I went to in 1980 just brought a flashback, and that was uh, one of Montana's great games. I want to read this to you real quick about Joe. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Okay. This is despite about Joe Montana, most scouts did not peg Montana as a prospect. Although 6'2 and 190, 200 pounds, Montana's arm strength was considered suspect as was the consistency of his play. Although he did not get his share of credit, most thought of him as a system player surrounded by a great team. Gee, who else has thought about that, too? <laughs> yep. That, that, that was a, um, a 1979 version of draftism, Roberto. And I know Montana was a third-round draft pick. But, yeah, this is like quarterbacks, and this has only grown in in the you know 40 some odd years since the time you're talking about with Joe Montana because of social media because of the popularity of the event itself the draft and the all the rule changes that have sort of slanted the the game of football into the direction of the quarterback the quarterback is an even bigger star now right. than they were back then and so to look at this now and think about a quarterback doing this out of the seventh round when we put all of this energy into which five quarterbacks are going in the first round this year. It's just, it's not like to say it's going to take a while is an understatement. It's just going to be a whole journey. Like this is going to be a thing for a really, really long time, I believe. For Brock Purdy. Absolutely. This Depends is, on what happens a week from Sunday, I well, think. Well, that's one Super Bowl. And, right. And, and we know that we like we can explain some of those away. People do. Sure. We got our list of QBs that won one that were like, yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a pretty uh, funny list. It's a curious list right. of guys who have won one. There's Nick Foles and Brad Johnson and, and Trent Dilfer and you know a handful of other guys Your who we can Flacco. easily dismiss. Yeah. My guy Flacco got yep. one with one of the great postseasons in NFL history, but something about Brock now doing it two straight years, and by doing it, I mean winning playoff games. And we talked about this before a couple segments ago. He is now tied for... 42nd all-time in playoff wins as a quarterback, and he's 23, and he still has those ruddy red cheeks, and he dresses in granimals from JCPenney. So, (laughs) I mean, who knows where this thing Uh, ends. I think that with a Super Bowl, if he beats Mahomes and he wins a Super Bowl, I I think that he's not going to face the same level of doubt as I think that you think that he will. And that's just um, maybe maybe it's my it's my be, positive outlook, Mark, because you know me. Ball, but it depends on how it looks. It, it depends in part, on how yeah, it looks. In part. If Christian McCaffrey wins the Super Bowl MVP and uh, and the 49ers grind out a 24-17 to 17 and uh, Brock Purdy throws for a buck 90 with no touchdown passes, maybe a pick, and uh, McCaffrey goes for a buck 50 and two scores. Yeah. I don't think a whole lot's going to change. It depends. I don't, I don't think a whole lot's going to change. So there's scenarios. Mahomes, by the way, third all-time in playoff wins Dude. already with 14. Uh, Montana, number two. Number two. Brady, Who, who's number one? Brady, thirty-five and thirteen in the playoffs. <laughs> it's so thirty-five it's so and thirteen. <laughs> Dude, this is ridiculous. I mean, thirty-five playoff wins. He's played in forty-eight 30. playoff games. He's got thirty-five. <laughs> Brock's four and one. Uh, and, he didn't, yeah. and, he, and he didn't get to really play in the well, one loss. Yeah, it's yeah. A tough break. <laughs> yeah, Purdy four and one, Kaepernick four and two, Garoppolo four and two of okay. your uh, your niner your niner QBs. Yeah, your niner QBs. Jeez, that's wild. Yeah, um, it's a pretty fun list if you get a chance to uh, to Google it. You got to Google it. Uh, Doug and Lafayette, what's up, Doug? What are you doing? Hey guys, good afternoon. I'm actually. 
Doug from Berkeley, but I'm driving through Lafayette right now. I'm looking for Amy Trask. Huh. I'm driving all around the Bay Area, <laughs> and I'm looking for Amy Trask. I can't find her. Um, you know, uh, eight quarterbacks left, seven are great, and then there's Brock Purdy. Uh, when you find Amy, just uh, tell her Doug said hi. Uh, the other thing is, you guys should go off on that because you went off on it when she said it. Well, Doug, I mean, look. And it was the, terrific, Doug. Yeah. Not great. Man, the bottom line is there are six terrific quarterbacks who will be watching Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. Yes, yes, yes. And the other thing I want to say is, because you know, I've been a Brock Purdy fan, you know, for, for since last year. Um, in my book, he doesn't have to win the Super Bowl to quiet the naysayers. It would be great if he does, if he can beat Mahomes. But the kid, he's not a system quarterback. When the team needed him to make plays, when everybody was covered, when they needed him to go out of the system and make plays, he delivered. Yep. Uh, yep. Hats off to the kid. Yeah, Doug, Thanks. Doug, you're, you're, you're you, spot Doug. on. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, that's the thing. It, there are absolutely still aspects of yesterday that didn't look the way people want it to look. But we've reached a point with the 49ers where, and I think they do, you got to stop worrying about that. Because like the way people want this to look is absurd. Yeah. Everybody wants this to be, just be Picasso after Picasso after. It's like, that's not it. It's That's not it. These other teams are so good. And this might bother some people, but Doug just made me think of something, and I know you agree with me, Deb, so I'm not going to let you disagree with me. Oh, yes. But this is maybe not what y'all want to hear, but it's true. If they had lost to the Packers, it was going to be an embarrassing disaster. If they had lost to the Lions... I don't know about embarrassing disaster, but certainly if they had lost by three touchdowns. Major disappointment. Major disappointment. Speaking of Brock specifically, yep. we've now reached a point where the idea of embarrassment or failure or egg on face in any way, shape, or form, no longer possible this year. No longer possible this year. I know they're a one-point favorite. Right, I know right. That, I know that a bunch of you are out there in the streets still chanting Super Bowl or bust. But the bottom line is, is a, a, a 23-year-old, 26-game starter for a year and a half got back to the spot where he was knocked out, succeeded, and is now headed for the final dance going head-to-head with a guy who may well end up being the greatest of all time. So I'm not talking about moral victories or any stupid stuff like that. I know where you're going. But he has arrived at a spot that is, as far as the narrative goes, very acceptable. This is a very... Even if he has a performance like he did against Baltimore. Correct. Even a four-pick performance and they lose by two touchdowns. That's a little hot. It is hot. Well, he's done it before. He's done it before. One time. Four picks. I mean, that... I still think you're you right. You never in want terms to do that of, in a Super Bowl. My of point is, not. is, if he goes out and he loses, and it's not a it's perfect fine. performance, it's like I, I, I don't. That's football. Yeah, and yeah. I said this before about Super Bowl or else. It's just get to the Super Bowl, and now you're going up against maybe the greatest of all time. History will decide that when he's done playing, and you're a one point favorite. This game is a coin toss in yep. Las Vegas in 13 days. So if you lose. In any fashion, I don't think you're going to look at Brock and think, well, we got a quarterback problem, or see, this is why you don't have to extend him in a year. And he's the dude. He led you back from 17 down yesterday in the biggest game of his life and the biggest game that the franchise has faced in a long, long time mm-hmm. and the biggest deficit over ever overcome at halftime. And he did that. And I'm just watching the, the second down and 11 play where he pumps, he pulls it down, and he runs 21 yards. He skitters through the line of scrimmage, Mm. and he switches the ball to his left hand. He crashes into Debo at the 8, and he finally spills down at the 5. Right. It's like, forget what he is in terms of system this or terrific that or whatever. This dude is an absolute stone-cold competitor, 
And he doesn't slide, and he makes whatever play he feels he has to make to try to win a football game. Well, I I think yesterday ends up going down as something that all of us remember forever, uh, no matter what ends up happening in a couple of weeks, because of the fact that this game, this NFC championship, like I, I wonder how many of you realized in the moment the 49ers were on the doorstep of being the Buffalo Bills of the NFC title game. They, they, they were staring at, at that big time. And this one would have been different. Okay? You had a lead in L.A., but you were in L.A. Somewhat surprising run. Most didn't even expect you to beat the Packers and get there, but you did. Then you go to Philly. You're again on the road. You lose your quarterback two seconds into the game. I think that one's easy to throw away. This one would not have been easy to throw away. This one would have been a real problem. And for them to have that as the backdrop, and Kyle Shanahan said it to the guys in the locker room if you didn't get a chance to see it, they were obsessed from the moment Brock Purdy went out in Philadelphia. They were obsessed with getting right back to that moment. And they did. They did everything in their power to get back to that moment. And they did. And then you go out and you're down twenty-four to seven. I mean, fourteen nothing like the, that. The whole the whole thing was centered on that moment, and to come out and perform that way would have been a devastating blow to the organization. Yeah, emotionally, had they not figured it out. But damn it, they did. They did, and he did. Yeah, and so now. Again, not playing with house money, but you are playing with a different deck of cards now. Yeah, you're playing one game for the Super Bowl and the quest for six. And if, by chance, you happen to come up short, you're one-point favorite against a very good defense and one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play, if it doesn't go your way, you will try again. So this is where your Super Bowl or try again, Super Bowl or try your, again. your flaccid no. chant and your, your weak sauce slogan, it's right in terms of, yeah, they will try again, and they'll think, all right, we got one step closer. Now we need to take that additional step. And it kind of felt to me like the Eagles of the early 00s, where they lost in 01, 02, and 03, yep. and finally in 04, they beat Atlanta to get to the Super Bowl. Two of those losses in the NFC Championship game were at home. And I'm looking at it. They lost to Tampa, Tampa. 27-10. They lost to Carolina 14-3 to yep. at home. Yep. Now that is... That's why Andy Reid ended up getting fired after correct. all of this. Because his offense could not move the ball when they got to the big moments. Right. And so you're thinking about yesterday, and you're right in terms of, okay, at L.A., that one could have gone either way. And then last year, you kind of throw it away because the quarterback injury. Well, this is the year where mm. you're home against an upstart, and you're down 14 nothing with no sign of any defense at all. Mm. That's where you start to feel... Like maybe you are the Eagles of the early OOS. No doubt, no doubt. This the the, the these last two games, um, I thought were just laced the whole day with oh no, yeah. And I don't mean within them. I mean after them, after them. You you were you were in a spot where you were going to have questions that you did not want to answer, and you may not have had the answers to them. And they were going to permeate the entire offseason. Now, now you go to the Super Bowl again, and I was struck by something Dan Campbell said yesterday. Do you hear him after the game go, look, I, I, I don't know that we're going to get back here. I think we're going to get back here. But I was a player, and I've learned, and we know this, right, the whole Dan Marino story. You're young, you get there, and you're like, we'll be back. And he's like, you might not be back. It's so hard. Yeah. And while he's sitting there saying that, I'm going, well, the Niners are flirting with it every damn year. So I go back to a point I made last week. You acknowledge Kyle Shanahan and the entire organization for, at minimum, being here, here almost every year, four times in five years. Okay? If Dan Campbell does anything like that, they're going to build a statue of that guy outside of Ford Field. So, and, and he's saying that as a young team that's just like, you know, golf's got plenty yeah. left in the tank. They got all those rookies. They're drafting their faces off in Detroit. They were probably a year ahead. 
Probably. Which doesn't make you feel any better when you're up 24 to 7 at the half. A lot of lots got to go right to get to these moments, man. Yeah. And the Niners do it almost every year. I talked to Low Neal about this a lot when we were doing Jolo and Dibs together because in 99, which was his about his seventh year, they go to the Super Bowl with Tennessee, one yard short of beating the Rams, and he never made it back to the Super Bowl. Right. They had unbelievable teams in San Diego, and they were good oh. in Baltimore. And, you know, he had so many cracks in the playoffs, but they they never got back to it. To your point about, you know, hey, it's not so easy to get back year after year, yet this Kyle Shanahan cat seems to do it pretty often. Presented by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Uh, more of your phone calls coming up next. 888-957-9570. Uh, plus, we're going to show you how you can win. Um, in fact, I think we even have a version of it. The replica of the actual coin that will be used flipped for the coin toss in the Super Bowl. We'll tell you how you can get your hands on one. Coming up next, this is Willard and Dibs. Hey, it's Tiki Barber. eBay Motors has everything you need to keep your ride or die alive. From superchargers, brakes, exhaust kits, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nachos! Hey, I'll take some. And some Frank's Red Hot. Nah. You're just going to eat these boring nachos with no flavor. Uh. Frank it up! Frank it up! <sighs> this guy finally gets it! It's the perfect blend of flavor and heat. Frank's Red Hot. I put that sh- on everything. Some people bring joy wherever they go. Some whenever they go. Mark Twain found humor all around. Never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Humor. Pass it on from PassItOn.com. To Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I mean, by then, it was like, no. Hell, they might cover. Forget winning. Right. Second you see that fumble, again, there are certain comebacks. You can feel them coming from around the corner, and it's usually when the team that's ahead, you can tell that they're just like, they're scared. They're scared. And the Lions came out, and they were fantastic. And then... Just all the lionsing started happening all over the place, and you could tell that that you could tell that they're tightening up. Yeah, that weight, that weight, that weight was on their shoulders. It was too much. Yeah, you know what uh, Guru would call that, right? Uh, Lemon booty. Yeah, look at Mark. Did I get it right? Yes. Uh, You know what? Two and a half years, and I don't think I've ever (laughs) thought of you more as a family member than I do right now. It's exactly what Guru would say. Yeah. And I think that the lemon booty started with the head coach, and it permeated to the offensive coordinator who forgot that they had gashed the Niners in the first half via the run, and they started letting Goff just air it out instead of pounding the well, rock. Well, see, but if I'm Ben, and again, Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, Detroit Lions. Future head coach of uh, who knows. If I'm looking at uh, commanders is what I hear. But yeah. anyway, if, I, if I'm him... And things start going sideways. Like, okay, coach, you want to go for it on fourth and two. Well, here's the play. Oh, you dropped the ball. That's not on Ben. Nope. All right, here come the Niners. Now it's 24-17. All right, we're still up by seven. Let's, okay, we're going to run Jameer right up the middle. Let's see if we can start getting a drive in our favor. Boop, fumble. Well, that's not Ben Johnson's fault. Now it's 24-24. All right, everybody take a breath. Give me the ball. Here we go. We're tied 24-24. Third and nine. Jared Goff out to the right side. There's Josh Reynolds by himself for a first down. Boop. Drop the ball. We're punting. We're losing. Holy hell. And that's how sometimes I look at it, and I get it. I get that everyone gets mad at the coach, but what the hell did Ben Johnson do wrong? Five plays, Dibs. Five plays. Fourth and two. Drop. Yep. Run it up the middle. Fumble. Then a three and out that was a run to Amon Ra, a throw to Laporta who was open, knocked it clean, and then a throw to Reynolds who just gag dropped yep. it. And the next, that's five plays and you're losing. Well, it was the the run to Amon Ra before the fourth down. That was okay, I to mean, me 
I, again, Fair. We, we they can, don't all. They're not all. We can gold, pick nits all know? we want, and I I would put Ben Johnson below Dan Campbell in terms of the lemon booty ometer. Yeah, I don't think that he puckered as tightly as Dan Campbell did. I think Dan blew all three of the fourth down conversions. I would have gone on the first one to put your foot on the neck of the Niners, and then in the second half when things are getting a little bit tighter, that's where I take the three points, but. Dan Campbell's always going to do what Dan Campbell does, which is we're biting kneecaps and we're going for the jugular, and you didn't. And then I think later in the fourth quarter is when Ben got away from the run. And sure, sure. You know, I'm what's looking your, at it right here. Reason? Yeah. You get Montgomery goes for 16, and then it's pass, 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 pass for your next four plays, yep. even though you're in Niner territory. Yep, yep, yeah. And then once you're down in the fourth quarter, the only whole, by three, though. I know. You know. Yeah, you're right. And they got themselves into field goal range. Again, and, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> so, you know. Um, all right. What did you do to change the energy at halftime? Uh, we'd love those stories. Joshua in Vallejo. Hey, Joshua, what you doing? I'm just driving home from work. How are you guys doing? Good, good. We're just enjoying this Victory Monday. Exactly. Yesterday's game was like torture for the first half. <laughs> yep. I was thinking to myself, it's starting to be like uh, early 2000 Giants baseball, but that's a good thing because they always pulled out the win. Right, like uh, it was, it was torture. It was a lot. Although this one, I got to be honest with you, Joshua, I was like more bothered by a lot of what I was seeing even last week than uh, than than this week. Just because last week I felt sort of prepped us for maybe the Niner defense just isn't the dominant force that we think it should be. You're right. You're right. Last week I was thinking, you know. We've never been down by 10 points going through the fourth quarter. Are we going to be able to pull this off? This is very nerve-wracking, but we did. And this week we got down fast, and I was like, man, these slow starts were really torture. And, and luckily we pulled it off, and at halftime I was like, I need to do something. I, I took off my uh, hat. I was wearing a um, Super Bowl 29 Niners hat, and I took it off for the rest of the game. And just so happened to help. You watched the second half with hat head. <laughs> what a sacrifice. <laughs> no, actually, I have very short hair, so it really didn't affect my hair. Okay. All right. My All brother. Right. All right, Joshua. You. All right. Thank, Thank you very you, Joshua. much. Yeah, I appreciate it. I haven't had hat hair in about seven years myself, Joshua, so there you go. <laughs> One of the benefits. Because of- it can be uncomfortable. If there are people around that you're trying to impress, that matted down look is not great. Yeah, you have to right. let me know about that. Uh, I will. Tough you for me see to... it right now. I got. I can show it to you. Show right me. Now. Yeah. Show me that because you have a nice, uh, yeah. nice head of hair. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, you could foof it up a little bit though. Yeah, you foof it up a little bit, but you don't have any. Yeah, I. Yeah. I should take this opportunity to apologize. For what? For how gray you've gotten since we started oh, working dude, that, together. That that, that 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 ain't you. That's the, okay. That's the Niners. Okay. <laughs> I, I had I had Jet Brown I had Jet Brown hair nine days ago. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, boy. That's not you. I mean the salt is outnumbering the pepper oh, now. Hell yeah. Pepper done left yeah. the building. That's right. That's right. We we got a salt grinder now. Totally. Just, whoak, 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 all Still over. a handsome man, but Hey, salt is uh, salt is up thirty eight eleven right I now. May, I make the guy who cuts my hair promise me one thing every single time. I said I don't care what color it is, just make sure it's there. And uh, he told me he broke the news to me last week. He goes, "No, you got twenty years. You got twenty more years." I said, "Okay." And I don't think he meant it like in twenty years you'll be bald. I think he was just like, "No, you're good. Like you're gonna." He doesn't mean like twenty years you're not gonna be with us anymore. (laughs) Again, if I keep watching the Niners, uh, I probably won't be. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, the color has uh, the the color has changed. And after the birthday last week, my sister has already reminded me uh, like five times already. Final countdown. I love it. Is on because she's north of fifty, right? Oh yeah, she's, yeah. She's almost three years older. Than okay, me. she's about to go fifty-two here in a couple All right. of months. Yeah, spring so chicken. She's, so she's dying for me to catch yep. up to her. <laughs> dying for me to catch up to You're her. Closing in on her. Yeah, no joke. How about uh, let's see, Mike uh, in Hayward. Hey, Mike, what are you doing? How are you guys doing? I'm doing. You know, I was just thinking. I got. Something. I mean, it's not a complaint, but Mike was trading on that, that guy. He's such a hypocrite. He's going to bad mouth the because he's going to he's bad mouthing the 
before that all week talking about, well, uh, the first the America's team and Don Campbell's better person and all this stuff. We should be giving Shanahan a, 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 a statue somewhere, not Campbell, right? You know what I'm saying? Give, 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 give him some kind. Then you're going to go up there and they pick him to go give him the trophy at the end of the game. I mean, I mean that's, that stuff is like, really, I think that I ain't never liked Michael Strayhorn anyway, but I really don't like you now because he's such a hypocrite. That guy is too much. And they just pull up in Detroit, blah, blah. They all of a sudden, they're the, they're the American team. And what about they give us no respect going into that game? None. Now all they want to jump on the bandwagon. Well, you know, now they want to give coach. When they still ain't giving Shanahan his props. Well, Mike, I'll say this. Mike, thank you very much for the call. Um, Look, you're allowed to get mad at any broadcaster you want to get mad at. That's absolutely fine. But Michael Strahan was literally the only one who picked the Lions. Everybody else gave the 49ers their respect. And if Michael's saying that America was rooting for the Lions, I mean, I hate to break it to y'all. He's right. They were. He's right. They were America's darlings in this Final Four by far. They've never gone to a Super Bowl. They've never gone to a Super Bowl. Of course, people were rooting for them. Right. So, I mean, you know. across the country, they always do that uh, that Twitter overlay of the country, like what state is rooting for what team. Right. right. And I think the Niners had four of the fifty states, including California, where the people in that state were rooting for the 49ers. Yeah. So it was going to be Detroit and secondarily Kansas City. And then I think the Niners and Baltimore had about the same number of states. I think the Ravens had Maryland and not much else. That was so. it. Yeah, Ravens were the ones that nobody cared about, apparently. I yeah. think that was the Taylor Swift effect. But uh, but anyway, uh, we'll get back to your phone calls in just a second. But we want to do something special for you right now and bring in Vince Boyle from the Highland Mint. For the past 29 years now, this group has produced the coin that is flipped immediately prior to the big game. If you are part of our YouTube or Twitch audience, check this out, okay? I'm holding up the little booklet right now. Uh, The booklet says, the official NFL game coin, and I'll open it up for you there and let you take a look at that beautiful coin. So really cool collector's edition item, especially for you 49er fans as they make another appearance into the Super Bowl. So Vince, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, and we're going to hire you to sell our product. You're incredible. Okay, uh, let's talk about. Uh, we'll talk about my rate off the air. You got it, Vince. Yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah. No, but tell tell everybody a little bit more about what it is uh, that, that that they can uh, that they can get here. Right. So it's it's our thirtieth uh, year making the coin they use for the coin toss for the Super Bowl. So it's a great honor. And what we like to say is the game doesn't start without us. So. This coin is uh, specifically minted under the guidelines of the NFL. It's a uh, coin that's minted like currency. So it's die struck, and it's die struck, and then the coin is plated with silver and selectively plated with 24 karat gold. Like you said, it comes in a nice booklet. Each coin is individually numbered, and the certificate's numbered. So uh, this is a limited edition of only 10,000 also. So there's not many out there considering the amount of 49er fans that are out there so right and they're only 99.99 and uh they don't last long every year we we sell out or come close to selling out and you know this year uh two big fan bases uh and it's not only the fan bases it's every NFL fan we have there's a lot of NFL fans that that collect these because it's part of the game yeah, no doubt about it. In a rematch of four years ago, so I know for these fan bases, this is going to be a uh, a really, really special one. So tell everybody what they need to do if they'd like to get one. Well, if you want to get one, be lucky enough to get one of these. Call us up at eight 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 five six zero two seven two seven. That's eight 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 five sixty twenty seven twenty seven. Or you could go online and order at sbflip. Dot com. So that's S as in super, B as in bowl, F-L-I-P dot com. I'm just imagining like a, a room that a 49er fan could kind of start to put together here with, uh, who knows, some autographed items, some posters. If you put something like this up on the shelf right below it, it would look really, really cool. Absolutely. It's uh, really a, a nice high-perceived product, and it's uh, if you call us today, we'll make sure that you get it before the game. 
Okay, so that's another one. Get it, uh, get it, and have it there as you have some people over for the game. Uh, Vince Boyle, the Highland Mint, and again that number is four one five five two three. No, that's sorry. That's that's what we're about to do with the contest line. Give out the phone number because we're about to give one of these away. Vince, give your number one more time, and then eight, uh, eight, we're, and then we'll put ahead. out our contest line. Go ahead. Eight 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 five six zero two seven two seven, and S B Flip. SBflip.com. 27-27. That might be the score heading to overtime. I like that. God, mm-hmm. Why do you keep talking about these close I like games? Yeah, I like too much. It. Hey, Vince, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get a lucky listener one of these right now. Thank you very much for hopping in. Okay, thank you very much. All right, go Niners. Yep, yeah, indeed. Vince, Vince Boyle, the Highland Mint. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ, FM, and HC1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.